0: Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them. Locked on, send You are Locked on NBA. Your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, here with David Ramil. We are here on a Tuesday recording Locked on NBA. I'm Wes Goldberg from Locked on Warriors. I'm here with David from Locked on Heat. We've got... Uh, a cool show in store for you. If you tuned in last week, David and I did our Eastern Conference wins over unders. Um decided that we really liked Brooklyn and then we basically disagreed on almost everybody else if I remember correctly. That's um right. but uh now we're going to do uh, the other conference, the Western Conference. And I'm uh, really excited about this because honestly David, I don't really I'm I'm kind of I going through, you know, uh preparation for this episode. I have no idea what to think of the Western Conference. Like, I have a pretty good idea of who I like at the top. But then I kind of think, like, the third-place team to, like, the seventh-place team could be in any kind of order. Uh, And so what we're doing here, this is not championship odds. This is simply regular season win totals over Mm -hmm. unders. Uh, We're going to go in alphabetical order. Um, but your overall impression of just the Western conference in general after this off season.
1: No, I think that's pretty spot on. I, I was just actually just tweeting this right now before we started recording because I know some Phoenix people are kind of taking umbrage against why their sons are being disrespected. And I'm just like, look, there's more parity across the league than there has been in a long time. There's no, overpowering juggernaut with the exception of maybe Brooklyn, but even then that doesn't feel quite secure because of their injury situation. But in the Western conference, that's kind of the same thing. And so why are we quote unquote, disrespecting Phoenix? Cause I don't know that they can duplicate last year's success. Maybe they'll be able to match the postseason run they went on, but as far as the regular season is concerned, you're counting on a 37 year old point guard. Yeah. Uh, you're counting on guys like DeAndre Ayton and Michael Bridges and others to take a leap, but that's not necessarily a guarantee. And then there are other teams and may have taken a hit here and there. Look at, look at the Clippers. I mean, they're going to be yeah. without their star for a long time. I mean, we'll get into it throughout the course of the show, but every team could be really right into that middle mix there. That's kind of weird because I think that's mostly where the Eastern Conference has been over the
0: last few years, but now it kind of shifts over to the West. And some interesting coaching changes, too, with some unproven coaches. The guys, like, we don't really know what their impact is going to be, and that kind of gets us with our first team, which is the Dallas Mavericks. And according to Bet Online, they have uh, the Mavericks slotted in at 47 and a half wins. Do you like the over or the under for that, David?
1: I'm going to go with the under on that one because I just, I don't know what Jason Kidd's impact is going to be. I think the hiring of Jared Dudley honestly makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of people kind of, I've taken a mocking Dudley over the last few years, but I don't think you can deny his locker room presence with the Lakers and other teams throughout the course of his career. So I think you can absolutely need that go-between because if we've seen the reporting accurately on Jason Kidd over the last few seasons, it's that he is a pretty divisive personality. And I think that's going to be the case here. Until he kind of you know calls the chaff from the wheat, so to speak, he's going to find out who his guys are. Luca may or may not be his guy, but we'll eventually see that. But in the meantime, there's going to be some disruption there because that's just that's just the way kid operates. He's going to be able to you know create a wedge, find out what kind of players are going to rise to the challenge. And then those are the his guys, so to speak. Uh, with a guy like Dudley, you can kind of smooth things over. But I'm just not sure that that transition is going to be an easy one in the first year. So as good as Dallas has been last season, I don't know that they necessarily made any significant upgrades over the offseason no. either. You got Chris Morzingis and his continued health problems, his fit. I mean, that fit doesn't get necessarily one year better, uh, you know, just because you hire Jason Kidd. It doesn't necessarily translate into an immediate
0: great fit. So I like the under on that one. How do you feel? I'm with you. Look, I, they, their major change was swapping out, I guess, Josh Richardson for Reggie Bullock. Okay. Like I don't, that, that's a neutral move if, if, if anything uh, to me. And then, your other major change was going from Rick Carlisle to Jason Kidd. And I think at this point with what we know about both coaches, that's a downgrade. And you might think like, okay, maybe there's a fit. Maybe there is tension between Rick and Luca tension between Rick and the ownership and whatever. All I know is that Rick Carlisle has always been a better coach than Jason Kidd at every single stop. And he's done a really good job maximizing some pretty flawed Mavericks rosters. I know they have a star in Luca Doncic now, but, other than that, that's a flawed roster. And and Rick Carlisle has pretty consistently gotten the most out of it. And I loved what they did in the playoffs last year. I have no confidence that Jason Kidd can improve things there. And this, right. this win total has them improving from basically 42 wins to 47 and a half. Now, I know that last year was a 72-game season. This is going to be a standard 82-game season. So you do the math. You can just sort of tack on five wins to Dallas – and then you get right there at about 47. But Vegas has them at 47 and a half. And even if they make even if they just stay the same, that's 47 wins. That's the under. It's close, but it still counts as the under. And I don't think they're going to be the same. I think they're going to be worse. I just don't like what they did over the offseason. I think swapping Jason Kidd in for Ricardo Carlisle makes them worse. Even when you have like a Mavericks fan would tell you, well, you're gonna get another year of growth out of Luka and all these things. Okay, great, but it's not like Luca was the problem there. It was getting the rest of that group together. You know what I mean? And Rick Carlisle did a really good job, I thought, with what he had. And I just haven't seen Jason Kidd being able to do the same thing in his previous stops in Milwaukee or Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, we've seen
1: contract year Tim Hardaway before. He was pretty solid last year. He had his ups and downs, mostly ups. What happens this year now that he's gotten paid with a free agency deal? I, I just I think they take a step back here. Maybe they'll get some market improvement from somebody, but I, I just don't see it significantly. Like you said, good point. Luke is not the problem. He's going to be great. Can he single-handedly carry this team to 47 wins?
0: Probably not. Um, the Denver Nuggets, right there also at 47 and a half. I'm going to start us off here. I've got the over on Denver and I had Matt Moore on my locked on warriors podcast um, uh, last week, but it's going to come out this week. And we were discussing why people are like down on Denver. And I understand that Jamal Murray is injured, but they were really good without Jamal Murray. They are really good without Jamal Murray and Jamal Murray. Even if we're talking championship odds, Jamal Murray could be back by the time the playoffs start. And if that's the case and he's 80% of what he was, That gives them a long time to get to that 80% and they'll be good in the playoffs. They still have Nikola Jokic who last I checked was the MVP of the league and is, and sort of raises the floor there in Denver. Um, They continue to win without Jamal Murray. I think Jamal Murray is their ceiling raiser. I don't think that they're, he's their floor raiser. And when we talk about regular season win totals, we're talking about floor raising kind of guys. They have Jokic, Michael Porter jr. Is probably going to take another step in his development. Maybe you got Aaron Gordon now for a full season. You're getting Will Barton back. I like that roster up and down. I like the addition of Jeff Green. Uh, I like Michael Malone's ability to get the most out of that group. I love Denver more than 47 and a half wins. I'm all in on that. Call that a lock for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I said this almost exactly the same thing a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about uh, you know where we were placing our wagers, not just for the a regular season but also for the the postseason. Because I think Denver is one of those sneaky teams that once they can they can hold their own for the course of the regular season and then once they get Murray back I think they're even more dangerous but I I do like the addition of Gordon there for another year again seeking an extension on his contract I think he's smart enough and talented enough and versatile to kind of understand his role he was thrust into that and a lot of people immediately said oh that's going to change the outcome of the team they're automatically a title contender and then you know they lose Murray and of course that changes things but with in there for a full year, I, I think you get a much more substantial upgrade. And you're right. They were missing like half their backcourt almost all season long, whether it was Barton or somebody else, they were constantly hurt. You bring back Jamichael Green, you add Jeff Green to it too. I, I think it's a nice addition to that roster. They've got depth and you're right. Michael Malone consistently underrated as one of the best coaches in the league. I like how he's always been able to kind of find ways of
0: tweaking the roster and getting the most out of his players. I like the over as well. It's an interesting place to start with Dallas and Denver because both of them are 47 and a half wins. And with that for Dallas, it just seems like such a stretch. And with Denver, it just doesn't feel like it is. Uh, Maybe we're misreading the Jamal Murray absence. Like I said, I don't mean to diminish what it is Jamal Murray means to that team. But I think without Jamal Murray, they can't win the championship. They need him to win the championship. But I certainly think they can get to 48 wins right. without Jamal Murray. I think they're just that good as a roster.
1: Right. And, and that's um, the whole thing is you, you can prepare for it. Like you go into the season right. knowing that he's not there. Somebody has to find a way to step up. And that's that's where... You know, kind of players always find their niche niche there. You know, they can always find a way to rise to the occasion. It's not like you're taken by surprise and all of a sudden that knocks the, the wind out of you because all of a sudden you have championship aspirations and they're taken from you. Last year, it looked like they were trying to push their way through it, knowing realistically that they couldn't advance all the way to the finals. They did their best, but it just wasn't enough. Now you kind of go into the season preparing, looking forward to that boost that Murray will eventually provide.
0: The Warriors are going to be looking for a similar boost from Klay Thompson when they get him back, when we still don't know the exact date, though there are reports that they're targeting Christmas Day, but a target date isn't a guarantee date, as we know, David. But that's the team we're going to talk about next after this break.
1: Let me tell you again about a product that we've recently been talking about here on the network, which is called Sweat Block. If you don't know about it, do a little research. I think it'll be worth your time. If you or somebody you know has a problem with sweating and you want to do something about it, then let me tell you Sweatblock is the product for you. Doctor created, doctor recommended. It's been selling well on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 mostly positive reviews. Can't speak enough about it. I've got a friend of mine who tried it, he's a teacher. He was a little concerned about some profuse sweating, and he wanted to do something about it. And he bought Sweat Block. It has paid off dividends right away. Now it's a completely different ball game with a seat, with a new uh, school year starting off. He's got renewed intensity. He's confident. He doesn't have to change shirts in the middle of the game. No more worrying about whether or not something somebody's you know making fun of him or what uh, some of the students are thinking about it. You know, it can happen. It's it can be problematic. And if you want to do something about it then Sweatblock is a product for you. So best of all right now, if you go to sweatblock.com, you can wind up saving a lot of money and if you use the promo code LOCKEDON, you can also buy this product at Amazon or at CVS, but you can get 20% off if you visit sweatblock.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON today. When hiring gets hard, let me tell you, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. You attract, interview, and hire all on the same site That's what makes it so convenient. You can't just hope that your perfect candidate will find you, but instead you use Indeed's hiring tools to help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed Assessments, you can choose from 135 skills tests to make sure that you're finding the right applicants the people with the skills that you need. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. I've been there. I know how difficult it is to find the right candidate. Indeed saved me so much time and my company so much money. I just found the right people. In fact, I was able to use Indeed's multiple tools to, again, provide those skill assessments, but also to conduct in- interviews all online. So much more convenient. You don't have to worry about scheduling or anything like that. It's so much simpler now. And if you go... Today, you get a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Again, that's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions do apply.
0: All right, back here with Locked On NBA. We're doing the win total over unders in the Western Conference. Already gotten through Dallas and Denver. Moving on now to Golden State, and Vegas has them according to Bet Online at forty eight and a half wins set for their win total over under. David, I'm going to throw it to you first. Do you like the over or do you like the under for forty eight and a half wins for the Warriors? That's a that's a tough call. Um, yeah, I
1: kind of tend to lean to the over here. I know that last year was kind of a strange one for them. They got an MVP caliber season out of Steph, and then they just kind of flopped in the playoffs and uh, on their way to the playoffs because they didn't quite make it. And I, I understand that there's some, they just don't seem like that same juggernaut that they did like a few years ago. And so people have kind of written them off You lose Kelly Oubre Jr., but you and I both know that he didn't necessarily have that kind of impact there that a lot of people expect him to. You make some nice improvements there by adding Otto Porter. I like the over, personally. I think, you know, Wiggins, another year in that roster, understanding his role to some degree. You make some minor changes here and there. You add some draft picks as well. That's another year to bring everybody together and to focus on, on just continuing to improve. I think there's realistic title hopes there maybe as a, a sleeper in the mix there, but I think that they're realistic too. I, I
0: like the over for them. I think they can reach 50 wins. Oh, this is tough. And I really should probably just go with the over to make sure that. No, go uh, ahead. Alienate listen. your fan base. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know when clay is going to come back. And I get that everybody wants to report that he's coming back out on Christmas Day. But look, I know who thinks that that's the case. And that person is not the team doctor, okay? <laughs> uh, that Christmas Day target date is just complete BS to me. It's wishful thinking uh, at its core. And I think it kind of got spun in the reporting a little bit at, to to come off a little bit more serious than what it is. Uh, it, there's no, it's not a coincidence that this idea of a Christmas Day game return for clay thompson came out on like the day after we saw the schedule and that the warriors would be playing phoenix on christmas day right right um there was just a little bit of hype going on and i think the warriors and the nba would love for clay to play but everything before that was that everything that clay thompson would say was early 2022 straight from clay thompson's mouth bob myers the warriors gm 2022 early 2022 I don't know why the schedule being released changed the medicals on Clay Thompson. That to me makes no sense. So I'll, I'll believe, look, I'm hoping that Clay comes back as soon as possible, but I also know that the, the, the the priority shouldn't be getting him back as soon as possible. The priority should be getting him back as healthy as possible. And those two things are probably conflicting goals. So I'll say this. I don't know that I, I think Clay Thompson comes back mid January. That's when I think he comes back. That's just a guess. And it's as good of a guess as anybody who said Christmas day. Um, a guess is a guess, but if he doesn't come back by Christmas and he does come by uh, come back by mid January, that's more than half the season done. And I don't know that the Warriors can stay at 500 with Clay without Clay Thompson. I really don't know because last year, I know they finished strong, but they finished strong in a really soft schedule and they didn't start very well. Uh, I think they're somewhere more in between. I don't think that we could take those last 30 games and say, Hey, this is really the Warriors, something clicked and they figured it out. And they're going to look more like that for the balance of a regular season. I don't think you could do that kind of math. Um, I don't think you can extrapolate that way. I think they're going to be somewhere in the middle. I think they're going to be working in pieces like James Wiseman, who's going to be back in the rotation. That that was a key part of them getting good last year, was that James Wiseman got hurt. Uh, They're going to be working in Jonathan Kaminga, who is really, really enticing and very uh, promising, but very raw. They're going to have to be working him in some amount of minutes. They're going to be working in Moses Moody, another rookie who looks like he has a higher floor, but definitely is still a rookie and is going to need some time. Uh, Otto Porter is a nice addition if he could stay healthy. N- Nemanja Bielitsa is a good addition if he could stay healthy and in playing shape. Um, these are all a lot of big ifs, and I just don't feel great taking the over on 48 and a half wins when this team is picked in the lottery two years in a row. And I don't, and other than Klay Thompson coming back midway through the season, I don't see the real upgrade on this team yet. Um, I just don't. And so with that in mind, I'm going to take the under on 48 and a half wins. Now, before I alienate my fans completely, I I like the Warriors title odds way more than I like their regular season win total, because if you get Klay Thompson back at the end of the year and he's healthy, that's what matters. I could care less if you win 50 games or 46 games. I don't care what the difference is to me. I want you to be ready to go 90% Klay Thompson by the time the playoffs uh, roll around, because if they have Klay Thompson at that level and everybody else is healthy, and Steph is Steph, and Draymond is Draymond, and Steve Kerr is coaching the way Steve Kerr can at a high level, then I'd put Golden State up against anybody in the Western Conference. But I just don't love their regular season win totals because there's too many unknowns. So, you know, I'm going to go under, basically, is what I'm trying to say, David, on 48-and-a-half wins.
1: That's fair. I mean, you're, you're convincing me, to be honest with you. I I, I like I'm having a hard time sometimes separating those regular season totals from their postseason chances. And you're absolutely right. If Clay comes back, he knows his role. He's going to shoot the lights out. He's going to do what he does, immediately upgrading that
0: team. But uh, during the regular season while he's out and incorporating him, that's somewhat more difficult. Speed round on the Houston Rockets. Bet online has him at 26, 26 and a half wins. I'm going to go the under on the Same. Rockets. Uh, I just think that there's going to be a lot of. Working in Jalen Green, letting him eat. And and I don't think that's a way to wins. I do think it's a way to get a whole lot of Jalen Green, though. And that's good. Yeah, yeah I, I'm right there with you. I, I
1: think everybody gets optimistic when they incorporate new rookies and everything else like that. But those players take time to develop. There's no there's no generational talent on that roster. As nice a player or prospect
0: as he might be, they're probably going to be significantly worse than they even were last year. Uh, the Clippers at 44 and a half wins. I really am struggling to see where Vegas is going with this stuff. I guess they think that Kawhi will be out longer than Jamal Murray would, or that maybe the Clippers have less depth behind Kawhi than Denver does because they have Denver at 47 and a half, even though they have a key injury, the Warriors at 48 and a half, even though they have a key injury, or maybe they just value Kawhi so much. I, maybe that's the math here. Anyway, uh, 44 and a half wins for the Clippers. What do you think?
1: I, You know, I, <sighs> Am I wrong in thinking that Justice Winslow could be a nice addition for this team?
0: I mean, I, I don't think this is. I mean, kind of- I think he could be a nice addition. I don't know if that he's going to replace Kawhi. Nobody could replace Kawhi, right? <laughs> I, but I, at
1: the same time, they showed up pretty well on the playoffs without Kawhi for most of that. And I, yeah. I think they can continue to duplicate that. Now, obviously, again, to our point, the previous team or, or Golden State, regular season you know, versus postseason, completely different animal there, obviously. And I think that maybe they might struggle at times there, but I don't know. Paul George is still pretty good know, playing at a very high level. I think now does Reggie Jackson. That's to me, that's the big question mark there. Cause I mean, you're also counting on Serge Ibaka coming back. Is he going to stay healthy? Is Nicholas Batum going to continue to do what he did last season, which took everybody by surprise. There's a lot of questions about that team. I, I could see them all over the map.
0: What's what's the line on them again? 44 and a half. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell you where I'm at on them. Oof. I'm, a, I'm not the over on the Clippers, and I am not a Clippers guy. I have not been a Clippers guy since they got Kawhi oh, and right. Paul George. I don't, I don't believe in Kawhi that much the way that a lot of people believe in him. I just think, you know, at some point, you just got to play every night, and he just doesn't. Um, I don't think that they've addressed the point guard need that they've had this entire time, and they haven't done it. Like, they've addressed it, but they haven't addressed it, like, well. Like, Eric Bledsoe, to me, is not solving that problem um
1: unless you got justice
0: as that point guard I mean maybe but he's got to stay healthy right we don't we don't know that and right. uh but all that said I'm going the over because to be 500 you need to win 41 games and if you're telling me that they need to be three four games what is this four games over 500 I think they could do it even with yeah. Paul George out and if or, or Paul George playing and then Kawhi out until the All-Star break and he comes back and you can kind of have a late season surge for maybe playoff seeding. I could see them kind of going that route. I think there's enough of a winning infrastructure in place there with the Clippers that 44 and a half to me seems doable. So I'm just going to go ahead with the over there, even though I still lack any semblance of confidence in the Clippers. I'm still going to take the over.
1: Uh, same. And I don't like this trend. I mean, aside from Golden <laughs> State, we've uh, kind of been following each other's lines here uh yeah i agree with you i, I think that's a, a pretty deep team it's not much to count them as a 45 win team so i i can go with you over on this one as well
0: uh the lakers are next their over-unders at 52 and a half wins we'll tell you what we think about them and if the russell westbrook edition makes them better or worse after this break
1: that if you're looking for parts for your car or truck Then there's nobody that you should be looking at better than the family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for two decades. That's 20 years of service. That's rockauto.com. You can go to a storefront. You can see if maybe they might have the parts you're looking for on their computers. You'll have to find it in their warehouse. Why bother going through all that when you've got access to computers at home or in your pocket on your phone, which means you have access to rockauto.com. It's their easy to use website that makes things so much simpler. You can navigate through it freely, find the parts that you're looking for for your car or truck. A few clicks away and next thing you know, you get the parts delivered directly and safely to your car. No fuss, no questioning, no hassling, no worries about anything. And best of all, you save money because rockauto.com's low prices are the same for everybody. So if you're looking for parts for your car or truck, Then go to rockauto.com, and when you're done checking out, go to the section that says, how did you hear about us? And write the phrase, Locked On, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com.
0: All right, back here with Locked On NBA, uh, going through the Western Conference win total over unders. We are now on the Lakers bet online has them slotted in at 52 and a half wins David let's save the over under let's just discuss a little bit the Lakers because I don't think enough people have been talking about the Lakers this offseason call me crazy um the Russell Westbrook. Where edition. have you been? What are you that talking about? That was sarcasm. Okay. That was sarcasm. <laughs> okay, I was
1: gonna say, man, I've known you for a long time, but I couldn't tell on that one. I was like, where, where you cover the NBA and you don't know anything about the Lakers? That's funny. All right, uh, yeah, man, it's a you know Rajon Rondo. He's really gonna swing everything for that Lakers team. I think now that they're adding him, and what's the the tweet going around making the rounds now about they've got like six of the top ten oldest players in the league on the roster between LeBron, which sneakily has snuck into the fourth oldest player in the NBA, unbelievable. Like, you, you just don't think of them in those lines. Carmelo is up there, Rajon, Trevor Reza, That's a That's a yeah. fairly oldish roster there. I, I mean, look, I'm still a believer in what they can do. But, I mean, I can't – I think they might be – maybe aside from the Clippers, they might be the team that has the highest ceiling and one mm-hmm. of the lowest floors, too. Because, again, you're pinning a lot on – your two superstars staying healthy and maybe their injuries from last year were because of the bubble and the stress and the long season, the short turnaround and everything else that's been fully documented. And yet at this point in time, you're kind of still counting on AD taking another bit of a leap because he has to become the best player on this team. And we've never with any team that has LeBron James and LeBron, LeBron going to be able to be, Close to the version he was a couple of seasons ago. I mean, I know he wants the Wash King, although nobody's calling him the Wash King. But there's also the very realistic fact that age is starting to creep up. That we've seen him miss a significant amount of time over the last couple of years with injury, and I think it's only going to get worse. So I don't know what version of LeBron that we're going to get next season. But having said that, I like this roster. I like the way this compliment the players complement each other. The additions, regardless of whether they're old or not. I think it's a pretty talented full roster that's hell bent on winning and has a singular focus. And given all that, I know, I don't know. I want
0: to take the over on that. Take the over. Let's go. Let's both go the over. All right. Is that where you're leading as well? All right. I'm taking the over and I actually have, this as a lock. I don't think that this is, I, I, uh, all right. I just, I buy into LeBron. I trust him in a way that I don't trust. Kawhi, like when lebron is engaged he'll play almost every night when healthy um i think you're getting enough from guys like anthony davis uh throughout the regular season if he's not completely healthy but got every game that he and lebron play they have a really good chance at winning that game regardless of who their opponent is um and then with russell westbrook there maybe that lets them take the foot off the gas a little bit but westbrook's gonna go hard every single night and I think that's going to be really important for them during the regular season. I think you can win games that way. We've seen Russell Westbrook teams, like, look, he's got a really, a really hard ceiling. Russell Westbrook, like, you don't really win, you don't win championships when he's your first or second best player. We're not talking about their title odds, the Lakers, but luckily, he's not their first or second best player. Um, but he does really raise your floor in a meaningful way, and we see that every single year. Like Russell Westbrook teams tend to make the playoffs. Um, I know that we're not just talking about making the playoffs. We're talking about 52 and a half wins here. Um, but between all of that, between the three-point shooting that they've added, I just think that there's enough. Like, yeah, you got all these old guys, but all they have to do is stand in the corner and make threes. Like, that's not asking Trevor Ariza to do a ton, you know? And and, and, and how much more are those old guys going to be
1: fueled by seeing Westbrook push them and go yeah. nonstop the way he does? Like, that, seeing that player go out there and bust his ass every time at 100%, That just, that inspires other players to rise to the challenge. And I think they're going to, they're going to be able to match that to some degree.
0: One last thing on the Lakers and LeBron. I think there's something here with his Lakers tenure where he kind of takes the foot off the gas that one year, three years ago, they get Anthony Davis, they go all in, win the championship. Okay. And yeah, there was the groin issue and everything like that. But you know, if he, if he had to play, he could have played from everything that we've, Read in the reporting and stuff. Um, last year, it's on and off. I wonder if I think early on the season they were buying into themselves as a championship team potentially, but I think after they both LeBron and Anthony Davis got hurt and they got closer to the playoffs and they sort of limped into the playoffs, I'm and, and then Anthony Davis obviously got injured against Phoenix. I, I just think that he took the foot off the gas again and it was just like, look, this isn't going to be our year. And then every time LeBron's done that, they come back and they make a really strong push. And look, I know that's like a lot of theorizing and that's a lot of sort of trust in LeBron's plan and all that kind of stuff, but there's evidence to support it and he's going to be rested and Anthony Davis is going to be rested and they're going to be ready to go. And like you said, there's, they're going to be motivated now. Um, in a very meaningful way. Uh, Memphis 41 and a half wins. What do you think?
1: I'm taking the under there. I, I just don't, It's not that I'm not a believer in John Morant. I know everybody wants to automatically pencil him in as one of these guys. That's a borderline all-star and everything else. But I just, I'm not sure exactly how much more you can continue to get out of this roster. You continue to make changes. You continue to make somewhat questionable trades for older players. It seems like you're just, what's the term I saw used for them? Waystation? It seems like they just seem like they're this hub for trades where you just send a pl- overpriced players, they kind of absorb these salaries, and then they just wind up finding a way to overachieve to some degree. And I don't want to be out on Memphis because I like what they were building a couple seasons ago, and now I'm not so sure what they have going there. And I, I know you can just say, well, look, they added a potential superstar in Morant. Uh, you know, they have Steven Adams there. That makes a lot of sense to replace Jonas Valanciunas, who I think is somewhat underrated there. And I'll make that point when we talk about the New Orleans Pelicans, but I I just, I don't like this roster the way it currently stands. And I just wonder how much more you're going to get out of it. So I'm going with the under on that, which is, look, it's not going to be easy for them to overachieve. They'll be right under 500 and
0: just miss out on the playoffs yet again. So a 40 win team, that's not that far fetched. Yeah. I mean, what do they say? When you stay neutral, you go backwards at the NBA, right? And at 47, yep. and a half, 41 and a half wins, um, they won 38 games last year. You know, again, you could sort of do the math and say, well, you know, 41 and a half is a little bit less, but Memphis is another one of those teams that finished really strong uh, thanks to a nice schedule break for them and all those things. The one thing I will say for the Grizzlies is they do get Jaron Jackson Jr. back. And when he's back and healthy, that changes so much for that team. And I kind of think that's what this year is all about is saying, okay, we know what Ja Morant is. Let's see what this next step of his development looks like. But we know he's our star player. We're building everything around Ja. But what does Jaron Jackson Jr. look like? How do those two play together? And yeah, you've got some other nice little pieces, but there's reports lately that they're open to trading Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson. It just, it feels like anybody is tradable except for John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, And, and that's fine if that's your core, but we got to see what that core looks like. And it kind of feels like what this season is about. So with that said, I'm actually going to agree with you on Memphis, even though at first, when I first looked at this, I was going to go the over on Memphis at 41 and a half, but I just think I just think that they're they they did not get better and a lot of the other teams in the West did. And uh and so I'm gonna take the under on Memphis, forty one and a half wins. Um speed round on Minnesota, thirty-three and a half. Do you like the over or the under? I'm taking the over on that one. I think they're, really are they gonna be healthier? They, yeah, I think
1: they made some upgrades there. I mean the thirty-three seems like a pretty low floor for any team with Carl Anthony Towns on it. Maybe you mean know, consider what he had to go through over the last couple of seasons. So I think have an opportunity to bounce back. You get D'Angelo Russell on there for a full season. I think it makes a lot of sense for them. I, I think 35 win, 35 to 38 wins does not seem that
0: far-fetched. Uh, I'm going to take the under. They won 23 games Go last year. I don't think they got that much better. Um, all right. We actually have time for one more. Let's do the New Orleans Pelicans here. Um, 39 and a half. This is, this is tough. Again, like I was saying before, I think
1: they've... I don't know if they necessarily improved, but I, yeah, actually I go so far as to say that they've improved this year. Um, You're kind of going all in now. You've got a new coach there and you're right. This is the question mark too. When you look at a new coach, what can he do? Does he bring in new energy? I think Stan, we knew going into it. Like I, I remember even in our season preview last year, Wondering about Stan Van Gundy and going, what is going to happen with this Pelicans team? Just as one of the the big mysteries of the potential season. And it turned out to be pretty accurate in the sense that he wasn't able to connect with his team. He couldn't get with his mix of young players and old players and and guys that weren't quite sure what their roles were going to be and everything else. It was a tantalizing mystery and it just fell flat this year. I think they're kind of streamlined a little bit. They have more purpose. I think they understand that the pressure is on too. And while they have a new coach and whether or not he's able to get the most out of that team, that remains to be seen. But I kind of like the new coach bump for this group. So I'm taking the
0: over. I'm taking the over with you. You get another year of Zion. The way he finished last year, he was one of the best 10 players in the NBA. I think we just see that more in this net coming year. And I think the, the, the change opposite of what we were talking about with Dallas, right? I think they made a good head coaching change. That's going to inspire that team. and It's going to get them into the playoffs. I, I like the Pelicans getting into the playoffs this year, at least into the play in tournament Absolutely. speed round on the Oklahoma city thunder, 22 and a half wins over or under. I am really tempted to take the under here. I mean, they're leaning all in. It's kind <laughs> of hard. It's kind of
1: hard to say whether or not you could lose 20 games or we lose 62 games over the course of the season, but I think Oklahoma City's going to do it. I, I think I just I mean, they want to Be a fine player. I go, I'm, I'm taking the under. I, I think they're a 21 team.
0: I again, I was going to take the over because it's just so few wins. But I think that they really are motivated to win less than they won 22 games last year on a shortened schedule. Um, but I think they're really motivated not to pick. You know, six. They want to pick one, uh, and w- so you just to lose more. Uh, so I'm going go to go the under. Um, the Phoenix Suns at 51 and a half wins. I'm taking the over here, David. I, I love Phoenix. I have them right there with the Lakers at the top. I just think that this is a team built for the regular season. Like they were last year. Um, last year they won, uh, 51 games. I don't think they got worse. I think they got better. Look, Chris Paul is going to be a year older, but he's showed that he's got an ability to raise the floor in the regular season. Devin Booker, Mikal Bridges, DeAndre, and you just presume development from at at least some, if not all of those guys, I love the JaVale McGee addition. I think that really addressed a major need for them. Uh, I love them coming off of the finals appearance, being confident, even more confident than they were last year, right? It was proof of concept for them. I love the over on Phoenix. I have, this as one of my locks. I, I just think that this is like a kind of low for them at 51 and a half considering that's what they won last year.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go under on this one, though. So I, I don't wow. know if I necessarily agree with you. And maybe then, you know, to my point earlier, I I, I don't want to be like the one guy who's, uh, you know, anti Phoenix here or out on Phoenix. I just I don't know that Chris Paul can continue to duplicate what he did last year. I think we're kind of seeing him constantly tap into this fountain of youth where he injects this incredible energy to whatever team he joins. He did it with Oklahoma City a couple of years ago, he did it with Houston, whatever. Like, can Jay Crowder be as good as he was? was last year are they gonna get another kind of increase from a player like deandre ayton i i don't know i i'm, I'm look i like the the mcgee addition too i i know that mccall bridges is another up-and-coming player that a lot of people are pinning their hopes on i just don't know that they can turn it around i i think there was something kind of fresh coming off of the bubble and the, those eight wins that they had in the, the orlando bubble and then you, know, you add chris paul that adds something to it now not necessarily needing to prove as much in the regular season. Cause I think you understand that you can hold your own in the post season. And if you can preserve Chris Paul for a 15 to 10 game stretch at some point, you know, mid February or mid March or something like that in order for him to stay healthy during the playoffs, you do it. You sacrifice a couple of wins during the regular season, which is why I'm
0: taking the under. Uh, we'll move on then to Portland, but online has them at 43 and a half wins. I know that we're all out on Portland. The big question is whether or not Damian Lillard is on that team right now. He is. And uh, maybe this is not the way that like a smart gambler would play it, but he is. So I'm going to play it like like he's on the team right now. Um, Here's the list of the trailblazers wins with Damian Lillard. Uh, Since his rookie year, they won 33 games when he was a rookie after that 54 games, 54 or 51 wins, 44 wins, 41 wins, 49 wins and then 53 wins. And then you had the two truncated seasons uh, because of the pandemic. So only in one of those years, did they win fewer than what bet online has them at at 43 and a half. I think as long as you have Damian Lillard and look, I know that there's coaching changes and all these things, uh, but the supporting cast didn't get better, but it did not get worse in my mind either. Uh, I just think that when you have Damian Lillard, there's a floor and I think the floor is something higher than 43 and a half based on what we've seen historically. So I've got the over on them.
1: Same. Uh, I remember talking to Dame a couple of years ago when they were in a particularly bad stretch and asking him, Oh, do you think the playoffs are realistic? And he like looked at me like, what are you stupid? Of course. I mean, I've, I've never missed the playoffs. I'm never going to miss them I mean, as far as I'm, he's concerned. And he's right. I mean, I, I, I can't discount what he can do. Uh, even if he has to single-handedly, he's one of the few players that can single-handedly carry a team to more victories. Uh, the Chauncey Billups hire is a huge question mark. I also I don't think it's necessarily going to be a bad one. I think he's more of the kind of bring everybody together, get them focused on a goal and kind of rally around the fact that nobody believes in us. I think that's their inspiration. And given that he's going to add a different dimension to their personality, I think they're going to find a way to be more successful. They're going to continue to do what they've done. They're going to flirt with being, with being an overachieving team and then showing everybody that
0: they're not quite as good as, you know, as they turn out to be during the regular season. Uh, we're going to do two teams here, speed round style, Sacramento, and then San Antonio. We'll start with the Kings 36 and a half wins for them
1: under uh, under, I, don't, I, just, I can't trust them. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Sacramento Kings team ever, every year we go through this process of going,
0: no, they could be better. And I don't believe it this seems really high. Yeah. I'm taking the under, uh, San Antonio 28, 28 and a half wins. I'm going the under on this, honestly. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I want to.
1: Uh, I feel like they can kind of lean into a full rebuild. And if they're already looking to trade away Thad Young and who knows what they get for him. That's an interesting uh, prospect there. Uh, you know, pop, we saw what he could do with the Olympic team there. I thought everybody wrote him off and, and he works with superstar players rebuilding, not necessarily such a good thing. So I got to agree
0: with you. The under is much more realistic. All right. Our final team, the Utah jazz 51 and a half wins. And to quickly recap, um, that is in line with, uh, the Lakers at 52 and a half Phoenix at 51 and a half. So Vegas has them right up there with those, with those teams at 51 and a half wins. Uh, do you think that makes sense for them?
1: No, I, I
0: think they actually overachieve here. I think they do I, I smash the
1: over on this one to me. I think this is just really, we we've seen throughout NBA history that teams that stay together and make minor changes. Is here and there upgrades to their roster. If they have that kind of consistent, if they've got all the right pieces, a great defense, a great offense, shooting, etc. This team took a leap last year. We saw this with Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee was one of those great regular season teams that everybody kept writing off, and then they just won. You know, found a way to win a championship. And I think we've seen this throughout all of NBA history is if you can retain your core and just continue to add to it make you know kind of make changes here you don't trade away a guy like Joe Eagles and yeah you wind up trading away Derek Favors but it winds up working out for you I think you know you get Rudy, Gray, Rudy Gay, who's an improvement in some ways I, I just like this team being able to dominate during the regular season the postseason that's another
0: question yeah but to me I like their regular season impact I think they're a 55 win team I'm with you Uh, I don't love their postseason chances. To me, that has everything to do with um, um, Damian Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell. But uh, if he could take another leap, and I do think that he has that kind of leap in him, I just don't know if it's going to happen this year or some other year. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. about their that that to me determines their postseason success. It has everything to do with Donovan Mitchell, and if he can just be like that one A type of scorer uh, for a championship team. Um, but they don't need that to win more than 51 and a half games in the regular season. They just need him to be what he was last year. And I think we could presume when healthy, he will do that. Uh, Rudy Gobert, when you have him, you have a top five defense period. End of story. Um, I love the rest of that roster. As far as just really good role players who balance each other out. I like some of the additions, like you mentioned Rudy Gay, uh, like things that make sense for this team, make them a little bit more versatile. I think that's going to be very helpful in the regular season. We'll see if it pays off in the postseason. but that's not what this podcast is about uh 51 and a half i definitely have the over on utah for them um and that's it uh yeah you want to change your mind about anybody no no i feel Good. pretty comfortable here
1: yeah we'll see i mean look uh, we're uh seven or eight months away from finding out whether or not we were way off base so if anybody <laughs> wants to jot these downs and then show us up with the freezing cold takes later on we'll be happy to address it
0: That'll do it for us today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On NBA wherever you listen to podcasts for 30 minutes of the NBA's top stories every day. We'll be back here next Tuesday. In the meantime, you can find me over at Locked On Warriors and David over at Locked On Heat. Thank you all for listening.